podcast. So I have hit record. We are recording. My name is Aaron Pinsker, and I am with uh, Jeff Allen. And we are starting a podcast. This is our first one. That's the hope, anyways. Exactly. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how far we go. Um, our main topic, and this may change over time, is um, right now we're we're talking about nostalgia. Um, what kind of what makes it tick? What what causes it? And just in general, what is it? And and. What makes you nostalgic? This this started a couple of weeks ago. We saw um, Mar- Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel and got us talking about you know '90s nostalgia. Yes, and how you know you kind of you go through the decades. There's been a, a period of '80s nostalgia going on now. Yep, with uh, you know Stranger Things and it movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're starting to now go into '90s nostalgia, and it's it's this interesting um, cycle. I guess. Well, I mean, it turns out, you know, as generations get older, those generations start to be nostalgic for their stuff, and it turns out that that's the generation that's in control of the media. This is very true. And one of the one of the things that fascinates me so much about nostalgia is looking back at things that are unarguably not as good and missing them. So, you know, I, I'm thinking about old computers. I remember my old... Uh, Mac Performa 638. Got it when I was in high school. so that, Or not in high school, in middle school. So that was in the early 90s. And compared to computers nowadays, piece of crap. But I miss that computer so much. And I definitely miss that wonderful dial-up sound. Oh, oh man. I remember when we first got that computer, it came with a 2800 baud modem. Uh, which, for our, our you know younger viewers, what does that mean in terms of actual speeds? That would be 2.8 kilobits a second, I believe. Oh my god. It'd be like, you know, several characters on a web page. Basically, it would take a minute just to load, like, a plain text web page. Yeah. At one point, we upgraded to a 56K modem, which is 56 kilobits a second. And it was, like, the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Now... What was awesome about that, which you don't get today, is the upload speed and the download speed were the same. Well, I mean, it's so much harder to upload <laughs> these days, right? So that's why the ISPs have to keep that yeah, lower. But, but we're not going to be talking about how much we hate ISPs. That's no, that'll be that'll be for another one. Yeah. You know. um, but actually, in talking about um, dial-up, uh, my family had dial-up until I was almost graduating from high school. Which, oh, you know what? Uh, this will happen a lot during this podcast of switching topics. One of the things we should start off with, we're talking about nostalgia. Let's give us uh, a bit of a frame of reference for each of us. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So I am currently 29. Uh, I was born in 1989. And so when we talk about 90s nostalgia, um, I'm kind of cheating just a bit. I technically did live through the 90s, but a lot of it was baby. So uh, that's not going to be... That's going to be a completely different perspective than uh, Aaron's, who... I was... feel I feel old. I was born in 82, so... I definitely went through my, my formidable years in the 90s, middle school, high school. Um, formidable. I like the idea of little, little middle schooler Aaron fighting somebody because he's a formidable opponent. Talk about middle school in another podcast. Middle school sucked. <sighs> I am not nostalgic for middle school. I disagree. I love that stuff. But um, then again, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly, this, right, this guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, high school, however, I, I definitely miss. Uh, yeah. I miss some high school. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's our perspective on uh, where we're coming from, so... You'll get a, a young kid's version and then an old geezer's version. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, and I do have, you know, being born, yeah, being born in 82, that's the right way to put that. I think um, so. 
Um, I definitely have some 80s nostalgia. You know, I, I do remember um, the Goonies and Ghostbusters and whatnot, but my my best memories and, you know, when I was really old enough to remember things, it was in the 90s. Um, so, Jeff, what, obviously... What's, think, what's the term um, when a, a culture adopts another culture's... Uh, Appropriation. Yes. Do you think there could be nostalgic appropriation? People that weren't remotely born in the 80s are nostalgic oh, for the 80s. Absolutely. I think absolutely. But do you think it's, it's a real version of the feeling or not just a kind of like hipster version of the feeling? I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking Stranger Things is, is the best example because that kind of started a, an 80s nostalgia th- trend. And I mean, I don't know how popular it is with the younger crew if you will <laughs> crew um i mean i'm pretty I, I i think it's popular with with you know kids or teenagers or whatnot but, but I it's don't not know. necessarily popular because of nostalgia and actually we should get into this then um the feeling of nostalgia do you think you have to have experienced the thing to be nostalgic about it i think so if we want to kind of break down like what is nostalgia, if you will? I think there's an aspect of it that I would call yearning, like yearning for something from the past. But I think, you know, yearning can extend beyond just I miss X, Y, and Z. It can also be, oh, I wish I experienced X, Y, and Z. Sure. So there could be maybe, you know, some people who were not alive in the 80s or don't remember the 80s or 90s, whatever decade you want to call it, who have a certain level of nostalgia of like, oh, I wish I experienced that. They've seen a lot of the, the details of it and you're like, man, that would have been a fun time yeah. to grow up. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if that's the same feeling. Though. I don't know. You're right. So so actually, I wrote some notes down um, for a little bit of background. We thought about, again, we thought about doing this podcast back when we saw uh, Captain Marvel, which was a month ago or Has more. It been that long ago? Something yeah. like that. And so knowing that we were going to eventually do this and then knowing that we're the kind of people that will delay um, indefinitely, I actually took some notes of things I thought about. well done. Yeah. I think I started and then I I don't think I kept going. Um, Yeah, so so I I have three bullet points here. And those bullet points are tickling. I'm not entirely sure what that means. Tickling? Tickling. But combined with the second one, I think it makes sense. Uh, External trigger. And I think what I was trying to say to myself uh, was nostalgia is kind of like tickling in the sense that you can't tickle yourself, right? You can't think of something okay. and become nostalgic about it. There has to be some sort of inst- external trigger that causes it to happen. Like for us, it was watching Captain Marvel and seeing the old, the old uh, not Best Buy, what is it called? Um, um, Radio Shack. Radio Shack. That was the oh, and Blockbuster. And Blockbuster. Blockbuster. That was the big one, um, I think. And then, you know, all the music and all that kind of stuff. But that external trigger, basically, your your mind was tricked into thinking of the past. Yeah. I mean, I think... Well, I think anytime you talk about nostalgia, it's something triggered you thinking about the past. It could be yourself that triggered you. Like, I've definitely, like, lying in bed at night, not falling asleep, and all of a sudden I think about something that happened... You know, whenever and be like, oh, I missed that. But, but is that still nostalgia? So for me, there is a completely like physical feeling I get when I get nostalgic. This, mm-hmm. it's kind of almost like sneezing in a sense. There's this like, I get, I get what you're saying. There's, there is definitely um, almost a uh, 
like a physical change, change or something, something like that. Um, but I, I feel, I, I personally at least, um, I feel like I felt that when I've um, been thinking about the past for whatever reason. Now, you could say I was watching Captain Marvel and that triggered thoughts of the past or whatnot. Um, but you know, is it, I guess the 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 crux would be, is there a difference between, you know, missing the past and feeling nostalgic about the past? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, is nostalgia missing something? Are you, are you, um, I don't know what the right word would be. Um, is there a difference between simply longing for the, the days gone by uh-huh. and having this abrupt feeling that you have? Right. And then also, I think there's a big part of youth. Or, you know, whenever you're nostalgic for the past, it's not just the past, it's your past. You know, missing oh, being yes. a kid. Yeah. You know, is, and I think, you know, missing being a kid is different than being nostalgic for the 90s or the 80s or whatever, but there is, there's definitely, that's kind of all boiled up in it. Yeah. Which, shifting gears slightly, we were talking about a, talking about a, like, nostalgic appropriation. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're, you were never alive and, the 60s could you actually be nostalgic for the 60s because you're not right missing your youth you were you were not alive so i would say you can't i would say in order to be nostalgic you have to it's basically something that you are longing for in your past i think if you are you know nostalgic appropriation uh, i think that's more along the lines of um really you're just envious yeah or even it's just a fascination sure yeah like for me like i there's a big part of me I wish I was alive in the 60s during the civil rights movement and during a lot of this You're um, far braver than I am I just find it fascinating there was this this period of um, political and racial upheaval that I felt actually accomplished something ah. which we don't really have nowadays and, and if anything it's not, never mind right. it's not a political podcast right exactly but so like there is <laughs> so so for me I, I agree I don't think it's a nostalgia thing because I don't get a feeling of nostalgia I can't I was not there so I can't miss it I can't yearn for it I can be fascinated by it I can be maybe a little envious like you said of people who were alive during it but since I have no Basis. basis. I have no personal basis for it. I agree. I don't think you can be nostalgia. I think nostalgia is a very inherently a very personal kind of emotion. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's another weird thing trying to share nostalgia. Uh, for instance, one of the things that one of the examples I have of this is uh, when we were first starting to talk about this podcast. One of the ideas for it was we'd watch TV shows and movies from from the '90s and then kind of. Uh, do a review of whether or not they held up, where they just saw that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the TV shows that you brought up, and you you talked about um, a premiere for this this new one coming out was Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah. And you were just when we were watching that preview, you were all like happy and giddy, and I was like never experienced that. Right. And I felt nothing for that yeah. entire thing. So 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 this is that's actually a great little segue here. So um, there's the you know the new Star Trek show Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. and um, they recently uh, just finished up the second season. Careful with spoilers, you don't know. Yeah, I mean I feel like it's been on the air now for the second season ended a week ago. Okay, and I haven't seen it, so you know also don't spoil me. Right. Well, hmm. 
there were certain aspects. So it's a prequel series to the original series, and there were certain aspects that were brought in to Discovery that uh. very much harken back to the original series. Sure. And there is one scene in particular, which I will not spoil. Uh, thank um, you, thank you. That for the first like 10 minutes of the episode, I just had this massive smile on my face because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. This is so cool. So now, was this feeling that you're having a, a oh, this is so cool feeling or could you actually equate that to nostalgia? I would say it was nostalgia, even though, you know, I wasn't alive when the original series aired. You you watched the original I've series. I watched the original series. You know, when I was however old I was when I watched it. You know, I watched the Next Generation, all of that stuff. So yeah, I and was more importantly, yeah, you watched it when you were younger. That's true too. So it wouldn't be like the same thing if I started watching the original series and then I went and watched Discovery. I, I probably th- wouldn't have nearly the same. Impact. No, I don't think so at all. I think um, I don't think the original series would mean as much to you. Yeah, there is there is something about growing up with mm-hmm. something, whether it's a, a TV show or a movie or something else entirely, uh, you know, a type of bike even, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this is actually really interesting. Star Trek is actually a great example because it spans so many generations that I think each person, whoever was interested and watched it, can be nostalgic for a different series. Absolutely. I am nostalgic for Voyager. That was the TV, sh- that was the one that I watched when I yeah. was growing up. Yeah. I've, uh, thanks to some friends, I've watched, um, Deep Space Nine, and I've watched uh, The Next Generation. Really good shows. No nostalgia for it. Right, because it's... I think it's it's got to be the same thing for, you know, kids who are seeing Star Wars for the first time. Sure. Um, or not not kids, because they'll get their own nostalgia later well, on. Well, I mean, but you're like, old, so we're all kids. Right, but so adults who are, um, who are nostalgic for uh, Star Wars. So when The Force Awakens came out, um, there was a lot of... Probably middle-aged people, I would say, you know, in their 30s, maybe even 20s, you know, really, really excited, not necessarily just because it's a new Star Wars movie, but because of all of that entails that I don't think a little kid who may have loved watching The Force Awakens, they're not going to get that same, um, the same amount of... Appreciation. Appreciation, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. What's interesting is you just made me think of something else. I think nostalgia can be inherited. I would so, agree so, with that. Yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. you're in a family with, you know, mom or dad, whatever, love Star Wars. And so when you're a kid, they show you the old Star Wars films. Yeah. And you watch them several times. And you get nostalgic for the Star Wars. And then Disney announced, oh, we're going to come up with a new Star Wars. You weren't alive. I mean, for instance, I was not alive when the original series came out. Right. But when I was sitting in the theater with my dad and The Force Awakens started playing, I was instantly reminded to <sighs> The yeah. Phantom Menace sitting in the theater with my dad, watching that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a kid, so I don't know how terrible it is at the time. Uh, but still, I was nostalgic for Star Wars because my dad shared that passion yeah. with me. Yeah, I would agree. <coughs> Excuse me. Nice. Um, thank you. Um, definitely agree with that. Well, I think, um, I think a lot of, especially when it comes to pop culture, there's a lot of things that you're going to get from your parents. Sure. And so... You know, I look at, um, go back to Star Trek. You know, I started watching Star Trek because my dad watched Star Trek. And um, what's actually interesting, this is going to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent now. (laughs) What doesn't? I know. I'm more nostalgic for Star Trek than my dad is. Or I'm a bigger Star Trek fan than my dad is. So, you know, when this new Star Trek series came out, 
I was so excited, not just because it's a new Star Trek series, but because I remember all of the Star Trek that came before it, and I was so excited just to have another sci-fi show. And my dad still hasn't even watched it yet. Uh, yep. Um, which, I mean, that we could go into a whole slew of reasons for that, but I wonder if a parent's nostalgia that rubs off on a kid... Is stronger? Could potentially be. Well, I think or, it can definitely be stronger, but I think it might actually have to do more with your personality versus your dad's. Probably, yes. You, that's absolutely an aspect of it. From what I understand of you, you're a very passionate person towards um, whatever endeavor you want to go towards. Yeah. Um, I don't, I've actually never met your dad, so I don't know. But is he also the kind of person that will be driven towards one singular thing and, you know, try to learn everything that he can about it? Or is he more of a kind of relaxed and oh, enjoys the media as he shows up? Definitely not. I mean, on some level, but no, not as much as yeah. as me. You and seem I like also, yeah. Well, and I also think you know, he's got my mom, and my mom is not. So you're saying you're invested in Star Trek and Star Wars, and your dad's invested in your mom? I mean, and honestly, in some levels, yeah, because you know, Fair? My, like Fair? my mom isn't. A big sci-fi person. She'll watch it. She'll, you know, be fine with it. But she doesn't have the same drive to it. So, you know, as a kid, that's what I had. You know, my, you know, you also think when our parents were our age. Yeah. What the media stuff we have now. Oh my! Didn't I mean not even remotely close? You missed an episode on the TV, and that's it. Right. I mean, and that was. I mean, that was honestly the case when we were growing up too. But there were still reruns. And you still, you could get the TV guide knowing when things were coming out. And now I'm kind of understanding why things were more, um, back, you know, in the day you didn't have, back in the day, back in the day, you didn't have, uh, programs that had a a long, um, overarching thread or plot or or anything like that. Because yeah, if you missed one episode, so you ended up with a lot of just, well, sitcoms. Right. Whereas those are more or less kind of dying out. And now you have things like Game of Thrones or, or Breaking Bad where there's this huge, which, and this is kind of funny, there is a certain nostalgia for episodic TV. Interesting. That, I and it's, so especially with Star, you know, going back to Star Trek, Discovery is a heavily serialized story, similar mm-hmm. to, you know, Game of Thrones or whatnot. You miss an episode, you're going to be missing some important stuff. Yeah. Um, there's another show right now, uh, The Orville, which, um, it's on Fox, okay. uh, done by Seth MacFarlane. Family Guy, yeah, yeah, and it is very much an homage to the Next Generation, in a number of ways, um, and it's actually it's it's enjoyable, but not only is it an homage to the Next Generation in the look and the feel and some of the ideas, but also in the storytelling. It's very episodic, mm. and so you could miss an episode, and that's not the end of the world. And um, both the Orville and Star Trek just recently had their season finales, and um, there's a lot of cross. Uh, Interest, yeah, sure, and uh, contamination, yeah, I was right. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, was reading some forums on uh, what people thought of the Star Trek finale and the Orville finale and whatnot, and there was definitely a running thread of people enjoying Discovery, but kind of wanting just an episodic TV show, yeah, Monster and, of a Week, exactly, kind of and there's a and there's a whole slew of Star Trek shows in production at this point. And well, and that that could be nostalgia, but it could also be that we're so inundated with different media types that having another... Whenever you recommend a TV show to me, and especially whenever it's a serial TV show, all I'm thinking is, oh, good God, now right. I have to watch another 
70 hours right, of television you know. just to get caught up yeah, on this thing. first world problems. But yeah, it's like, oh my, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, holy crap, There's I have to commit how many hours? And there are books with it too. No, yeah. no. Well, some, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's true. I don't know how much yeah, that's nostalgia or almost just like fatigue. Yes, yeah. So um, bringing it back to the main topic of nostalgia and, and what it is, um, do you think nostalgia has a time frame? Do you think you... What do you mean? A certain amount of time has to pass before it's even possible for you to feel nostalgic for something. Yes. On some level, absolutely. It, it makes sense, because you can't be nostalgic for yesterday. Right. Um, and I think, you know... And I have no idea what that time frame is. I mean, and it tends to be, um, you know, definitely decade-related, if you will. Sure. You know, nostalgic for the 70s, the 80s, 90s, even though there are definitely big differences between beginning of the 90s and the yeah. end of the 90s yes um i don't know if i like had to just venture some random guess i'd probably say like 10 15 years you think so here's another question uh it'll be very hard for us to imagine uh but say you were 55 mm. and you're living your life as a 55 year old and then 10 15 years as you say pass by do you think you could be nostalgic for your 50s when you're 70 you know that's something i could ask my parents now, well, you know, back... Yeah. Honestly, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's actually funny. I remember when my dad turned 50. We had a big, huge party for him. And it was, you know, this really big deal of him turning sure. 50. And, you know, now he's 71. And to me, he still seems like that 50-year-old. Right. But to him, I don't know. Yeah. I remember this, uh, this was... Um, I don't even remember when this happened, but my uh, mom and dad were going to Oregon, and they hadn't been there since shortly after they were married. And <clears throat> when they were in Oregon, they were they were camping, and my mom's parents and my grandparents were with them. And my dad remembers thinking, "How, oh my God, these you know these old people are going camping with us." And when they went back to Oregon, my dad had this realization, he's the same age as they were. Yeah. So, I don't uh, know if nostalgia is the right word, per se, as far as, like, missing your youth, but I definitely think there is a a realization at some point that, it's like, oh my god, I was that young, but I don't feel that old, but... So, I, yeah. there's a very important point in everyone's life, and it's that point when you realize your parents are people. <laughs> like it's really hard to fully describe but the moment that I realized oh yeah that's right my mom and my dad are just people um, and it happened tens of years ago but it, it, it's that moment that when you realize that, that everything kind of changes just a bit and you start to treat them as individuals and not as your parents absolutely and it kind of is cool because you can start becoming friends with your parents which is a strange thing to it say it is a weird thing and um and yeah, and it's it's. But, I would definitely consider I'm friends with my dad, but it is a weird thing. What about your mom? Yeah, but not in the same way. Okay. But anyway, well, hopefully they never listen to this because right, yeah. that might be insulting. No, my mom knows. <laughs> no, she understands. I mean, it's yeah. Anyways, um, are you thinking we probably should start wrapping this up because uh, um, it's game night? I think we can go for a little bit longer. Okay, okay. Well, we've, we've done... Well, now it's time for our ad read from, uh, let's see, you know, Blue Apron or, or Honey or... No, I'm just kidding. Or, or 
kombucha organic and raw multigreens. It's it's sitting in front of me right now. No, I mean, I'm making a joke. Living GTS Foods. I actually don't even know what brand this is. I'm assuming Living GTS Foods. You're Maybe you're, you're great at, at doing ads for kombucha then. Yeah. Um, Anyways, that joke will be cut. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> we're going to be cutting a lot of things in here. No, probably not, because that would require a lot of editing, and uh, yeah. we're not going to do much of that. Um, so, so, all right, let's so just to wrap quick, up, or to, to go back to actual nostalgia. Yeah, so the summer we started off with, the question we wanted to answer with this rambling mess of a podcast was, what is nostalgia? What is that feeling? Um, and, and what causes it, and how, how it all happens? And uh, in terms of what nostalgia is, I think a longing for the past, a longing for your childhood, and for as far as we know, maybe 10 to 15 years ago, um, is a big part of what nostalgia is. I, I think it's an actual physical feeling that you have, uh, kind of similar to like deja vu. You get that sort of, your brain is, like I said before, tricked into thinking of the past and it causes this weird dissonance in your mind of, of what is currently happening and what happened before. And you get that kind of weird, fuzzy feeling. I also think there is a certain amount of, you know, either grass is always greener or rose-colored yes. glasses, whatever you want to call it, of, you know, looking back at the past. And even if you rationally know things are better now or the same or whatnot, that that you still look at the past and you're like, oh, back in my day, uh, you know, it's... it was so much better or, or whatnot. You know, again... Um, I bring up uh, the computer stuff, and there's something, you know, I very much miss about, the, you know, I feel like kind of flying by the seat of your pants with some of those old computers, and, yeah, you know, the, that old computer, we couldn't be doing this podcast, yeah. really, on that old computer. Oh my goodness, no. But that doesn't make me miss it less, and that doesn't make me kind of yearn for it. Yeah, it's um, really hard to have nostalgia for bad things. Right. Well, and even, you, you reframe, I think nostalgia reframes the past in a positive light even if it was bad even if it was bad i can agree with that anytime um, i see a, a, a scene you know in the 90s where you have those giant old like what's the color beige no manila what, what's but, that like white color of those monitors oh there's the, a specific yeah, color it's, for those. Like, like it's i think beige i think is what they yeah whenever like, i see like those beige big box. beige monitors i'm yeah. always like ah those were the days yeah and then i look at my like one inch thick uh, plasma TV. And it's right. like what? Not plasma. That's even old. Right. I, know, I meant sure. LED. Right. OLED. Yeah. OLED. Yeah. Um, it's such a. I think that I think the nostalgia affects us, or or makes us feel in a certain way. I th um, we're gonna have to edit this part a little bit because I just had a brain fart. Um, I would say. Nostalgia is a combination of just kind of missing your childhood, yeah. looking back on, you know, the good times of your youth, a yearning for the past, a yearning for things you can no longer have. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as just kind of looking back and, and seeing, oh, that was actually really cool. And we don't have that anymore. Um, you know, I think, yes, yeah, streaming movies and TV shows is so much better now. But I do miss going into a blockbuster and browsing what they had. Well, and I think... Especially with, like, friends or somebody, yeah. you know? You don't get that now. And I think back... For me, anyways, I own a record player. Yes, I'm that kind of a person. Mm -hmm. um, and there is one aspect of it that I think is very similar to renting a movie, where it's the intentional aspect of it. Yes. The, like, I am intentionally putting this... I, I specifically picked out this song. Yeah. I'm intentionally putting it on this 
the record on this song. Mm-hmm. Whereas yours is I'm intentionally. Whereas now with streaming, it's just like uh, yeah, scrolling, wanna... scrolling. Ah, that was good play. Right, or just play me something like this. Well, also, you know, there's a. Um, as we've moved into the digital age, we've lost a lot of that tactile stuff. Yeah. Which I think, you know, as as great as it is that I can stream pretty much any song in existence, there is something about, you know, that tactile feel of picking up a record, yeah. putting it in the record player, that I would say is better. No, it's not as easy, and maybe the quality's not as good, but you get something out of touching it. And I think it's all it's all dependent on the mood. True. For instance, if I'm coming home after a long day of work, I'm not going to give a shit about true. going through right. my record list and trying to figure out which one I want. I'm just going to have right. Google play some right. music. And also, I mean, actually, it's kind of impressive that, you know, you have a record player because even, you know, at 29, that's young for, <laughs> you know, records kind of went out of style probably in the I've days. never actually, when I was younger, I never used a record player yeah. at all. Yeah, my, my dad had one and, and um, he definitely made me, like my dad was a, a film photographer, he had a dark room in his basement, like yeah. I missed some of that. Um, but, so, we were talking, we, we mentioned this earlier, can you inherit nostalgia or can you, um, what was the word you used? Appropriate nostalgia. Sure. I think nostalgia, you have to miss something. You have to miss something that you had on some level. So, like, I think of, like, a kid nowadays is not going to get any benefit out of the tactile aspect of a record player because be like, I can just go on my computer and listen to it. Why? What's the point of this? And I can actually confirm that because when I put on a record, I don't feel nostalgic for it. I literally just think, oh, this is cool. Right. Right. Because I never used one when I was a kid. Right. And exactly. And I, I like I like that idea of this, you can only really feel nostalgia for something that is is lacking. Right. Something that you've experienced at some point in your life. And you missed. And you missed. And so a kid, like a kid. Even if you or, experience it secondhand. Exactly. So like I was talking about photography. Like I was, I didn't take a lot of pictures when I was a kid, but my dad had film cameras and and, you were there and I was there and I experienced it and yeah I'm totally nostalgic for film even though digital is better in so many ways Um, Um, but I think you know a kid nowadays or (laughs) um, could totally get into records or film photography or old TV shows or whatever you want to call but they're not going to be nostalgic for it unless of course like you their parents experienced it and see here's the interesting thing if you have kids, you can show them your. You can have a red. Uh, what is it called? Dark room. Yeah. Um, and have all of the film photography, and they will eventually grow up and have nostalgia for film photography, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it has been, you know, eons mm-hmm. since that was an available thing. Yeah. And I think another important thing to to think about maybe is is there a age limit for nostalgia? Meaning. This is kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Right. Well, not just like an uh, not just like an age, not just a um, ten years has to go by or fifteen years has to go by before you can be nostalgic for the past. But as in twenty years, are you going to be nostalgic for this time period, or like a, t- a lot of? Do you think times, I'm like, only going to be nostalgic for my childhood? I wonder. You know, a lot yeah. of times, like nostalgia stuff is your childhood, and I think. It actually makes a lot of sense because as a child... 
do you consider college child? In a sense, maybe. Because a lot of, you know, okay. child college is experiencing things for the first time. Very, very true, very true. And college is definitely a part of that, that experiencing things for the first time. Because I was going to say, there are definitely some times I'll listen to a song that I knew I had listened to with my friends in college. Yeah. And I'll be very nostalgic for that time when we were just sitting around listening to music. Yeah. Um, and that was not too long ago. And also, I wouldn't necessarily be childhood, but yeah, okay. But yeah, I think that's, you know, hmm. Is it the... Is nostalgia related to the first time you experienced something? You think about that. So I say the first time you saw a movie in a theater. And let's say you're thinking about, let's say in 20 years, movie theaters don't exist. Okay. Or actually, let's make something, do something a little more realistic. Let's go with Blockbuster. That's 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 an easier one because blockbuster. We've no been hitting on them for, for a while. Um, so when you think of blockbuster and going to blockbuster and renting movies and whatnot, are you thinking about all of the times you've done it, or kind of the one time that is there one time that like um, so stands I, out at you? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, it's definitely stands out. Like, I don't remember the first time I ever entered a... Well, we had Hastings. Um, same idea. Same idea. Same movie rental place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the first time I went there. But I do remember very specifically uh, a time that me and my sister went to go uh, rent a, a Super Nintendo video game. And I wanted to get... Oh, I don't even remember what the game was. And she wanted to get some other game. And, you know, mom had to come in and be yeah. the arbiter. Uh, and we ended up getting the one that she, my, my sister wanted, yeah. of course. Of course. But, uh, of course. Um, Sister older I, or younger? Older, four yeah. years. Um, well, actually, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, but but yeah, I remember that event. And while you were talking about Blockbuster, I was thinking about that event and had a very mild form of nostalgia. Like, yeah. oh, I remember that. So so I wonder, you know, is if nostalgia is more um, focused, oh. if you will, on like yes, you can be nostalgic for the '80s or the '90s or whatever, but there is a certain thing that you're really kind of focusing on. I have a new thought. So how our brain works, basically, is every time you think of something, it, it makes a pathway of neurons mm-hmm. that causes that excess. Yeah, yeah. I think nostalgia is when you access a pathway that you haven't accessed for a very long time. Hmm. And the reason I think about this is back when we were playing Myst, um, the ga- video game on the mm-hmm. PC, and you played that intro sound, it mm. was, oh my god, instantly brought back to um, playing that game as a kid. And when I went home, I listened to it again, did not feel nostalgia. I think it has to do with... It was that initial time... I think it's like you get jerked. Like reactivated this old pathway or... Yeah, well... You know, and that could actually make some some sense that, um, you know, pathways um, almost get archived in a way. Yeah, you know, sure. and, and so, um, so let's say you... Obviously, you know, we're, everything we're talking about is memory. Yes. So, oh, 100%. Yeah. So we, we look at how the brain stores memory and it's in a very unique way i guess um very contextual Mm -hmm. contextual Mm -hmm. and so you heard that the little cyan god i wish we could play it right now i know like we 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 probably it we could but i bet you anything that's copyrighted in some way yeah we'd get get hit for it so but you can you can all look it up just look it up yeah yeah um, look up uh miss cyan yeah cyan intro cyan oh yeah i guess it was the the cyan theme c-y-a-n for all of those that don't know um great company yeah yeah and um, so you're, the memory is stored in a very contextual manner. So 
when you heard that and it activated, you know, that memory you hadn't thought of for a while, it probably activated all of these surrounding memories as well that happened around that same time that kind of all of it together Just like a, a flood of uh, memories exactly all and, and that so, overload right and so those got activated that. great they you know the the brain recategorizes it or whatnot so then you hear it again and y- you don't have that initial flood of old memories coming back to you yeah yeah no i think i think that makes a lot of sense okay I'm going to try to play the cyan theme. We will see if this works. Please don't fail me. Oh, random YouTube video. And that's enough that we can do. Yeah. Legal reasons, probably. I th- we might need, yeah, I think it came out. I'm going to have to make it a little louder. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It'll get it's, But it, yeah, it was, it is a, it is a great little theme. Yeah. But I think, um, I think that actually probably comes down to at least my, from now after this conversation my understanding of what nostalgia is that that triggering of a dusty pathway in your brain mm-hmm. and um, there's that all causes I, I like the cascade effect that you were explaining yeah and i mean i i, I could be making stuff up right we're now but definitely it makes stuff up it makes sense are you a neurosurgeon i mean I not mean, surgeon neuroscientist yeah no can, sure why not i can yeah, pretend no um it's well and it's also nostalgia um how things activate you there you know some people they'll see a picture of something it'll activate them sometimes it's hearing a song sometimes it's smell yeah and smell and smell and music are the two for me yeah and so it's nostalgia has got to also be entwined in how like you experience the world you're much more visual or not oral oral audio whatever you want you're 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 more audio than visual i think because of when, which will definitely be a podcast yeah. later on. You know, uh, and, and Fantasia, by the way, if you're interested, uh, look it up. Uh, yeah. It's pretty interesting. It'll um, blow your mind if you don't know yeah. what it is. So that would make sense, like, when you hear a song, how much that gets to you. Yes. Um, for me, seeing something, but also smell. Yeah. I think smell for a lot S- of people. Smell is one of the most powerful, like, memory senses. Right. That's um, a way we could get into smell, because that's a fascinating thing, how smells are stored. Anyways. So, I think what we're going to do to wrap this up is I'm going to ask one final question, uh, and then we'll just have a little bit to say. So, I'll ask the question, Aaron, you'll respond, and then I'll have a final say, and then we'll cut it off. And my question is, is nostalgia a useful feeling? Hmm. That's a good question, and definitely something I've thought about a little bit. I don't know if useful is the right word, but probably necessary on some level. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the saying, um, if you don't remember the past, it's prone to repeat or there's, I'm something totally butchering that. Um, but there is, I think, something important about remembering the past, even if it's not great. And you don't think nostalgia could possibly be harmful in that way? Oh, I'm not. I, it could be too. Like I think um, I don't think nostalgia is inherently good or bad, but I think it's a useful tool, perhaps. Uh, and I think you know, imagine if you looked on your past with little to no emotion, or it just kind of was something that happened. You know, I don't know if if I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. Like 
I'm not answering the question because I don't know if I have one. It's fair. Good, but, good, good, uh, good response but, there. Uh, I think my answer is, um, I think it's useful in the sense that it can help you understand what you value. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, like we said before, you don't usually have nostalgia for the bad things in life. Right. You have nostalgia for the things that impacted you in a way that was strong enough to you know, create those pathways. Yeah. And I think those moments where you have that slight pang of nostalgia, you should remember those, archive yeah. those, and keep them, keep them in the back of your head just for, for later yeah. reference. And I also, to, to <laughs> take over your final word... Um, which you may take over from me shortly. I like the idea of that we'll just have the segment called The Final Word and it'll be the entire podcast. There you go. Oh my God, that's Ooh, the that's title. The, that's the title, The Final Word. <laughs> yes, we did it. 40 minutes of The Final Word. Um, <laughs> I think that nostalgia can almost be interpreted as you're remembering something important. Maybe you're not entirely sure what you're remembering yet, but there's you, you have this feeling of, okay, this is important. Maybe it's a little thing. Um, maybe it's just you, a memory you forgot and you're bringing it back. And like, oh, wow, that was a really great time. I'm glad I remember that. Or um, I don't know. Maybe there, there's something more. But I, I think especially and in, in sometimes I felt like really intense nostalgia. And there's a part of me that feels like, okay, I'm feeling this intensely for a reason. There's something more to this memory than just... Um, just, just remembering the past. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So okay, so I end think, this off. Um, since I think we did just find our title, the final word. Yes, we're going to end this with the final word, which, according to the random word generator, is sling. Sling. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you've been a great audience, um, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. I'm Aaron Pinsker. I'm Jeff Allen. And um, this has been the final, the final word. word.